What is going on, beautiful people? I hope you are having a fantastic day. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. As always, I'm grateful for you. I'm pumped that you're here. And the fact that you spend your time listening to me rant and rave is unbelievably amazing to me. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for it. Secondarily, this podcast is sponsored by a brand new product that I have just released to the market. It's called Elite Collagen. If you're not taking a collagen product, then you just don't care about your healthy skin, your healthy hair, your healthy nails, your joints, your cardiovascular health, just your overall body wellness. Collagen is an amazing product that is going to help with everything. And listen, I mean, you're exposed to a lot of elements. Why not internally fortify your system with a beautiful collagen? But here's the situation. Some of you guys would know, hey, bud, I'm already taking a college. Appreciate you. Got gotcha. you. I got bad news. The problem is this. Most collagen powders are just that. They're powdered collagens, and they're made from bovine, which is cows, or porcine, which is pig's skin. Have you ever seen a cow's skin or a pig's skin? Some of them are plant-derived. We won't even get into those. The collagen, it's not even really a collagen product. It's a, a makeup of stuff that tries to become collagen. But if you're taking a collagen powder, one of those big hefty collagen, gross, chalky, whatever it is, just know that it's coming from skin of cows and pigs. And of course, they wash them. But if you've ever been at a pig farm or a cow farm, not the most savory of things. My collagen is a marine-based collagen. And here's the big thing. Forget all the other shit I've already said. Here's the differentiation between mine and the one you're already taking. Mine is half a tablespoon every day. It's a delicious chocolate mint flavor. And here's, here's the big stuff. Here's the, here's the real deal. Here's what nobody's telling you. The powdered collagens get broken down inside of the gastrointestinal stomach, inside of the stomach. That's not where collagen gets absorbed. Collagen actually gets absorbed and has a higher efficacious benefit if it's absorbed in the small intestine. Well, see, mine passes through the stomach based on a beautiful collection of, of polymers and a collection of these peptides. If you heard that, that's just Rudy taking a sneeze. He likes to be introduced in some of these podcasts, and I didn't give him a proper shout out. But my collagen actually passes through the stomach and gets digested inside of the small intestine, which is where all the magic happens. Your powder product's not even making it there. So you're getting very minimal, if any, efficacious um, effects from drinking that chalky, gross-tasting powder product. So if you're interested, just go to thriveforeverfit.com. Go to my store. You'll see Elite Collagen on there. You can pop me a note. I'll give you all the details. It is unbelievably amazing. I've been taking it for a while um, because I've been testing it and, and creating it and everything. Guys, it is revolutionary and it is unbelievable. I can't wait for you to try it. Elite Collagen. Go grab yourself some today. Take care of your skin. Humans have been searching for the secret to longevity since the beginning of time. And today we're going to talk about the holy grail of that longevity search, human growth hormone. My guest today is Dustin Baker. Dustin is the president and founder of Bioprotein Technologies and the creator of Bioprotein Plus, the first 100% non-synthetic alternative to prescription human growth hormone. Today, we're gonna to get you a one step closer to the holy grail of longevity.
Dustin, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? Jay, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on and chat with you. Absolutely. I was just telling you before we we click play, like this is, you know, I'm I'm kind of nerding out a little bit. And my audience knows that I love science and I love, you know, ingredients and I love anything um, longevity based. Like my quest is to live forever. I always say that I never remember how old I am. And I've, I've written it down because people get so annoyed with me. They're like, are you 37 or 47? And I was like, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> so I've checked, the, I've checked the birth certificate. I'll be 48 in October. And um, so this is right up my alley. So tell me how you, because I mean, you've been doing this for 20 plus years. Yes, I have been so involved how- in, the, in the industry, sports, um, athletics, training, all that kind of good stuff for yeah, two decades. It blows my mind. You're talking about age. Yeah. I, uh, I'm 30, I'll be 37. I, my wife laughs at me all the time because I can't remember if I'm 36 or 37. I'm like, well, how old am I again? Right. And, uh, but no, yeah, this has been a long time. I have been involved in this, um, space. So yeah, it's been, yeah. A while. <laughs> it's we've been got a ton, while. we've got a, we've got a ton in common. How did you kind of, what was your first entry into the world of like fitness or nutrition or the body and all that kind of jazz? How'd you kind of get introduced to it as a youngster? <laughs> So, um, that's a really, really great question. I get that question on and every interview that I do, and I'm always trying to think of better ways to like cram it into less times. Like how much do these people want to actually hear about me? But I can actually distill that question to one specific moment where, um, a friend introduced me to just basic working out that I had never experienced. So it's important to note that I grew up in a single family household. I, um, you know, it was, it was me and two of my siblings. We had zero, I mean, zero education on fitness, nutrition, et cetera. Like I joke all the time, like my dad played minor league football, but he played like he was a quote unquote athlete as an athlete. This guy was smoking cigarettes, like on the sidelines. Like that's the, that's like the family. Like I came from, we had zero education, zero on nutrition, on nutrition. They just, my parents just didn't know any better. So I grew up overweight. Um, I played sports, but I was never really like that good. Right. Like I was, I mean, I was 220 pounds at 15. Like one day I got off an airplane and my dad didn't even recognize me. Like I was so, I was so fat. I was so overweight. I was five foot 225. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that's not me today, but point being very zero knowledge. So my teens, my early twenties, et cetera, were spent drinking, you know, um, partying, getting into trouble, um, being, a basically the exact opposite of a example of health, wellness, and fitness, and, and even really mental clarity and understanding of, of life. Uh, if any of us even understand it right now, but right. I was lost, right. I'm a millennial. I was lost. I had no direction. And one day, uh, a very good, now one of my best friends, came to me and he's like, man, why don't you like not drink today? And why don't you not party today? And why don't you try, just try checking out the gym. Now I had never stepped foot. Maybe I had stepped foot in the gym, like once or twice on a trial, like walked on a treadmill, no idea what I'm doing and left, never went back. So I did that. And I went with him and that was changed everything. So how, how that, old were you? And I was, I think I was 20, Okay. probably 20. No, no, no. I was like 24. Okay. I was almost 25. Okay. So I believe it was 24, 24, 25. And um, that changed everything for me. That what I realized from that moment on was I had I had never ever had in my life something that taught me discipline and taught me delayed gratification. 
which is now what I teach anybody that ever works for me, anybody in our organization, anything is all about delayed gratification is learning to take what you want and learning that it's going to take anything worthwhile is going to take longer than right now. So my whole life was built upon immediate gratification. Yeah. Who is it? Right. We live in Amazon world. Um, you know, click, you know, I, I build my products and website for as fast, as fast as, as gratification as humanly possible. It's the only way to survive. However, um, in life that doesn't exist. Anything worthwhile takes time. So that to answer your question, it, it all literally distills down to that single point. And from there, I mean, we can, it catapulted me through, um, like we were talking earlier about gym ownership and methodologies and creating those fitness programs, et cetera. I've been invited to the NFL combine for some of our products to integrate into athletes. Um, I've owned my own spaces. I've run other people's gyms. I've, I've, you know, I've, it all started from that moment. So that's, that's, cool. that's really where it came from. Yeah. Are you still friends with that guy today? hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, see, I love that. That's so cool. His name's, his name's Mike. And I love uh, Mike's a firefighter now. And he still trains like individuals and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's in Michigan. I always send in these episodes because, you know, people, you know, split up. You don't see as, especially as men, yeah. you don't see people as much as you used to, but you get back with them. And um, it's like, you never missed a, a beat, but I always send in these episodes. I'm like, Hey, uh, minute three thirty five. Yeah. You want to check this out? Mike gives us a shout out. Yeah. Everybody deserves credit, man. And if it wasn't for him, um, my life, my life would look very, very different. Yeah. You, you and I've got a lot of use. We said this earlier, a lot of similarities. I also grew up in a single parent household, me and my brother. Um, I grew up in Texas, like West Texas, where a healthy meal was anything that just wasn't fried. Like we, fr- we fried, every, <laughs> yeah, we fried. Yeah. You know what? You hit the nail on the head. Like that was the vegetable of the day. It's like, yeah, 100%. we're going we're gonna to have fried chicken. We're going to have mashed potatoes and gravy. We're going to have some kind of biscuit or roll or something. And then, hey, put that corn on the table so people yeah, don't think. Biscuits, butters, yeah. corn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it's delicious. And I love every those meal. meals. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so, every meal, 100%. So, we, so I think a lot of people like us, people would look at me and say, well, you've probably been healthy your whole life. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I mean, I used to wear the husky jeans. Like, I was, yeah, a, big, I was a chubby <laughs> kid. Like, terrified. Bugle boy. Yeah, terrified to yeah. take my shirt off at the swimming pool. I'm like, here we go. So I think a lot of people like us start out like that. And that's why we do what we do with so much passion is because that delayed gratification you mentioned is, is life. It's like what I do for a living and trying to help people with like body transformations, you've got to be willing to delay massive gratification because it's going to take, a, if you want to lose hundred pounds, gratification is going to be way over there and you've got to just get yourself to that place. So that's, that's genius that you have tapped into that and used it in all of your business models. I appreciate that. Thank you. But yeah, it's, um, if I know, listen, I, I have uh, failed on that concept a lot, right? It's, it's always a immediate gratification is like, is a mousetrap. I mean, you see the cheese and you you get snapped and I, I, listen, it, it, the day I went to that gym, it didn't mean that I magically, you know, I learned what delayed gratification was and discipline is, et cetera. But believe me, there was plenty of, of holes I stepped in along the way where I had yeah. to listen to my best mentors always taught me. Um, my best mentors taught me all the time. Delayed, if you want to build something for real, it is always going to be brick by brick by brick by brick. It doesn't matter the stories that you hear. You only hear highlight reels. You do not yeah. hear, um, you know, everybody sees these, 
these it's man today's world is crazy but you're online you see all these crazy stories you see these super fast transformations and all that stuff and we do that we have that stuff too i'm saying they're still built brick by brick by brick you don't get to see the you know life doesn't give you that montage it doesn't give you the movie montage of the training scenario it gives you the highlight in the world we live in you get the highlight reel so yeah um that was just that's us man that's the if I could teach anybody and I always teach our, our, you know, our new sales guys or anybody that we bring on is delayed gratification is it, man. If you can subscribe to that and you can yeah. just understand the grind, you can succeed at anything. It's all persistence. I love this. And I want to stay on this topic because I, I am consistently trying to teach and preach this. And I think, you know, I could have said it a thousand times, but if they hear something from somebody else's perspective, <laughs> yeah. so like, so how do you, how do you do that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm consistently, get, I get messages from clients and they'll be like, Jay, like I'm not having as much success as so-and-so or or, like I looked online and like there's this program and this person has got these unbelievable results. And I'm, and I, and I continually say like, you're, you're simply seeing a snapshot in time. Like they're not showing you those days when they don't want to go to the gym or the days when they don't want to eat the salad or the days when they don't want to do what it is they want to do. Do you find it challenging to get a, a younger, newer employee to, to really buy into that concept because if you go on social media today you are going to be bombarded with you know quick you know magic bullets fast track to this the secret formula the you know the magic pill the magic potion all that kind of jazz how do you get them to really buy in and believe that because it's it's challenging that is really challenging and you know you don't get everybody to believe into it um, that's why there's a separation of success and non-success, right? Uh, how many people fail in ratio to how many people succeed? So if we're going to talk in business specifically, it's actually very, very difficult. We have a, um, we have a, a rigorous employment, or excuse me, we have a rigorous interview process to try and weed out some of those, those issues, but with millennials specifically, and then the generation that comes after millennials, it is incredibly hard to get individuals to, to understand those things. So the best way that I have found with a younger audience, if we're going to talk about a younger audience, because those individuals that are uh, the generation that precedes millennials uh, are very, very different. So Mm -hmm. the way that you interact with those individuals is night and day. I mean, it's it's literally night and day. With younger individuals, you have to, it's actually a question game. Because they're given, they're given all the right answers to all of the questions in life. And I'll, I'll, I will dilute the, I will, excuse me, I will distill that a little bit after I finish what I'm saying. They're given all the right answers, but they have zero idea what they actually mean or how to get there. Meaning when, if we're going to stick on business and I'll use that analogy and please take me in another direction if you want. And I can yeah, use no. different, a different metaphor, but when we're, when we're in business and we're talking about, uh, um, a new hire coming in. Let's stick with sales because everybody thinks they want to be a salesperson because it's fun and you get to travel and you get to do all that stuff. And those things exist. They're also earned, but they know the answer, which is, oh, you know, I understand that it's going to take time and I want to build my, you know, I want to build my client list and I want to do, I want to grow, I want to grow with the company and I don't mind putting in the hard work up front. They're told to say all those things. Yeah. Um, however, they're not told how those things you actually acquire those things. So when we take somebody and we talk about what their specific goals are first, and I'm sure that you do this with, whether it's weight loss, fitness, et cetera, you have to have an end goal in mind because if you, if you cannot quantify every step of the way, you will lose that individual. 
because especially with a younger audience, they, they're younger. They, they have zero idea or they have zero, um, they have zero knowledge of all the holes that they're going to step in. They have zero knowledge of all the people that have come before them that have been successful. They can't really see and taste and feel that because it, to them, it's, it's just off in the future. They have no idea what it takes to get there. So you have to, we always talk about what's the end goal. If we're talking about business, typically it comes down to income. So you can relate income to a weight loss goal. If you want to yeah. lose, you want to lose 30 pounds. Awesome. Let's build you a plan on 30 pounds and you include them in that process. They have to be included in the building of the process. Now, inside of that process, you're talking about exactly how much weight, excuse me, how much weight needs to be lost in the given time frame. So now you have to identify a time frame that has to be done. If that time frame, let's say it's a weight loss goal and you're looking at, you know, six months or three months, you let them pick the goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they have to pick it. If you pick it for them, it is not going to work. Now you're, so if it's an income strategy and, and you're talking with a commission-based employee or a salary-based employee, and they want to earn $100,000, let's just use a nice, easy number, whether that's low or high, depending upon where you live in income levels, I have no idea. But let's just use a nice, easy number. Well, we know where they're starting and we know where they want to be. We also know, and you know this as well, for human physiology and what they're willing to put in, how long they, it will take for them to get there. But if they want to get there in let's say six months. Okay. And they're at $50,000. You have to be able to quantify and show them what the real work they will have to accomplish every single day, week, month to achieve a $50,000 increase in salary. Is that normal in six months? No, it's not. However, it's their decision. It has to be, everything has to be their decision. So whether it's a weight loss goal and they want to lose 50 pounds in six months, you can do it. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not, I've never met a a weight loss goal ever, a weight loss plan ever where 50 pounds is sustainable in six months. Thereafter, people typically will gain double that back because whatever they're doing to achieve it is probably out of control. That's my whole point. They have to, they have to see, decide and participate in creating that. Let's call it a performa because that's what that is. It's a business performa. Yeah, but you you always and I know I'm kind of rambling, but you always they they choose the goal, they choose the timeline, they choose and are part of that process of building in that quote unquote pro forma, Mm -hmm. and so they are subscribed to that and it's in their face every day and it's quantifiable meaning they have to know what they have to do every day. So if it's uh we pay you know we're I mean we sell stuff. Let's just be honest. My company we sell things like pretty much every company in there on earth, it's either a yeah. service or a product. Um, they ha- they know if they want to hit X goal, they have to sell X units every single day to hit that. And every right. time that they do not, it compounds on the back end. So they know whether they're bef- behind or ahead of their goal. Does right. that make sense? No, it so makes whether, sense. So yeah. as a fitness, yeah, it's a business performance. So when you build a business performance, you take the goal, which is the end, and then you always build it backwards because right. you can fill in the spaces. So if it's a weight loss goal, same thing. You have them decide. Yeah. And that way, that's how you also build in accountability because human beings by nature, yeah. typically, I'm not, this is, listen, this is a generalization. So if you're listening to this and you go, oh, that's not true, I don't do that. I agree. I understand there's extenuating circumstances. However, most individuals try and do everything yeah. they can to escape. You don't, have, you don't have to sugar, you don't have to sugarcoat anything. My audience, I am a savage. They, you, okay, can't, you can't say anything that I haven't already said. So perfect. <laughs> Human beings escape. They do everything they can to escape personal accountability. 
no yes. matter what it is. That's okay. why when you get pulled over from a, a police officer, how many people are like, you know what, officer, I, you know, I was yeah. speeding. I was yeah. doing 78 and a 60. Please give me my ticket. No, it was, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea I was speeding. So anyway, the purpose being is they have created their own yeah. system. This is their system they've created with you and you have approved it as their guider. Yeah. Right, or as their as their guide, for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, um, weight yeah. loss as well. It's perfect because I see it in the same thing. I see people who say, "I want to lose fifty pounds," and like you said, they get six weeks in, and they haven't lost any weight, right? And now that number compounds upon itself, and now we've got you know we've got twelve weeks to lose fifty pounds. Not going to happen, not gonna right? Happen. And so and so when that happens, people just usually quit because. Yep. They're like, oh, I can't look at that. So you were, you said a few things in there that I absolutely loved. And it brought me back to my days of, I used to manage or, or run a sales team for Optimum Nutrition and American Bodybuilding yeah, back in the cool. early 90s. This was back when it was like old school. And the two owners of the company at the time were like savage Italians. And so their, their model was sales guys come in and they had to make 100 phone calls per day. Yeah. And if they didn't, it was like, you got written up, right? Because they had, they had a formula. It's like, if we know if you make a hundred calls, you're going to get X amount of people on the phone. You're going to sell X amount of product and you're going to get closer to your goal. Yeah. And so what I found is like, so I would be in charge of these guys and you know, you're managing 10 people. So I would go listen to the calls afterwards. And some of them would basically call numbers they knew were disconnected and just let it sit there and cycle time. Terrified, so, terrified. So we to terrified yeah. to, get up, to get on the phone, right? And so I, I, I think, so I plug myself into like today's environment and I can't imagine walking, you walk in your sales room and you say, Hey guys, everything else out the window, I just want you to make a hundred phone calls today. Like so unfortunately, just unfortunately that, that method is broke. Is very, <laughs> it doesn't not work. It's right. not what we do. We have a, a very small I, I wouldn't team. Either. And it, yeah, it's, I still know those guys. I mean, if you go, uh, I'm very close with some of the guys that run, let's just say the, the ticketing offices for major, um, sports teams. Yeah. And if you don't make a hundred calls by noon, they just take your chair. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's like boiler um, room. Yeah. It's yeah. Serious. It's, it still exists. Uh, that model doesn't work for what we do. No. Um, it doesn't really, I have never, I've tried that. It, yeah. um, it's, it's, it didn't work for us. Yeah, it doesn't work. And especially in today's day and age, remember, remember that people are, are literally different human beings from 40 plus years old, that generation. Then you have your middle millennial generation. You have a generation after that. Yeah. Millennials and below, that's, that's just not the world that they grew up in. Agreed. I'm a millennial. I understand. I came from it. I get it. I had a little bit different of experience. Yeah. I mean, I built my career cleaning toilets and barbells, like literally working for free, um, living in basements to and spiders to get where we're here today. So I had a little bit of a different experience than what most individuals who come to us or other companies um, deal with. That The model of the take your chair, 100 calls, in today's environment, you're not gonna... Um, you're not going to hold on to anybody. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Well, I wouldn't it's do just, it. Listen, I grew yeah. up in that era and I wouldn't, I'm a relationship guy. Like I want to have yeah. a relationship with you. Yeah. I'm not into just smiling and dialing and, you know, call the leads and all that. I mean, it, you know, sometimes that's what, that's what has to happen, right? Like if, yeah. if there's no money on the board, let's do something, right? Let's do, let's gotta change, do I mean, let's do, change it up. Do but, something. But I couldn't yeah. imagine every day, like rolling into that same environment. So it's, and you're probably an awesome leader because you have a little bit, you know, millennial, yes, well, but a bit of a different background because you came through some shit, right? It's like, well, you know, 
I, I appreciate that. I'm, uh, I'm not the easiest guy to work for. I, because I've experienced some things that other individuals may or may not have experienced. I also have a very low tolerance for, um, or I should say zero tolerance for fake excuses, which is very, you know, I mean, yeah. dude, I, listen, I came from the weight loss. It's very important to understand. This is, this is so, so parallel and so similar to, um, to weight loss, health, fitness, um, environment it's unreal um i i have zero tolerance for the fake excuses you know it's yes i'm a i'm a huge believer in personal accountability it was something that i learned a very hard way for myself um and that's one thing that that is really hard for people to i don't care what demographic you're in personal accountability like getting sat down and going okay you missed your goal you missed your goal that you set up, like you set this up, did you, and this is where like, we go into a questioning thing. This is how I operate. And it's, it's really tough for people on the other side, but it it works and it's real. I don't tell people what they did wrong. I let them tell me. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. We're sitting down. Let's say you missed your weight loss goal. Let's say you missed some other things. It's, or you missed your, you know, you missed your sales goal or how you're doing things. Okay. Tell me what happened. Let's just talk about what happened first. And then we get into, okay, d- this is your goal that you set up, correct? Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. You, you created this plan that we you know, signed off on. We're doing this together. Did you have all the tools that you needed to execute? Yes. If not, okay, what were they? What did we not give you? Because if that's the case, and this is my fault, which is fine. I'll fix it right. I'll fix it right now. But the point is, is like, what did you lose? What did you not have? Let's get past that. No, I had everything. Okay. So where did the breakdown happen? Well, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Whose fault is that? I mean, if it's, you just told me it wasn't mine. I gave you everything you needed to get. Did you, was it, you didn't come to me when you had issues? Was it, so what we're doing is, is works. We're having them personally expose where the breakdown was. Not that it, oh, dude, the questioning is you have, that's the only way that people people yeah. actually absorb what happened. And this is me as well. What you They have to verbalize. They have to live, feel, and experience in front of another human being where the breakdown was and where their personal involvement or lack of involvement created that breakdown. And when someone just tells them what the issue is, it doesn't matter who the person is. It's in one ear and out the other because they're totally. set up for a, they're set up for defense and they're only listening. It's just, it's just human psychology. They're only yeah. listening to give you the answer of what they think you want to hear or to get them out of this situation. Because when you're backed into a corner, it's always fight or flight. So you're either going to fight or you're going to flight. But when you, when you put the individual and you, you put the onus on them to then verbalize what the issue was, whether it was my issue personally, whether it was their issue, whether they didn't have the tools or whether they fell short without them verbalizing it and them, them coming up with the answer, it's not real. It's not real. So whether that's in fitness or whatever, you know, okay, here was your meal plan. Where did you have the tools to execute the food? Did you have your grocery list? Yeah, I did. Did you do the meal prep? Like I asked you to do, or like you said you were going to do, right? No. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, so you had your meals. So on Thursday you missed meal two, missed three, or you over eight under eight. So was it, did you not understand the meal plan or was that you know, where was it? No, I, they, what you're getting at is you verbally get someone to go, you know, I I just, I made the wrong decision. So now they're understanding like to that next time when they get there, they understand where they fell off before because they felt it 
they verbalized it. It's they own the problem and they own their shortcoming. That doesn't mean you got to chastise somebody. It just right. means you, you have to feel and verbalize short, where you fail. Failure is the only way you build anything. Agree. And then, like you said, the every that's sales, that's weight loss, that's life in it's general. It's life, dude. Yeah. That's life, bro. That's life in general. I mean, you said a couple of things there that were just so, I mean, we might we might be brothers because I agree with everything <laughs> you just said. Yeah. And my first thing in an interview process is I am a very challenging human to work for because yeah. I have, my standards are unbelievably high and I have a zero tolerance policy for any kind of nonsense. If you walk in and you're dealing with somebody where there's business, weight loss, fitness, I mean, anything, and they have low standards or they don't care, you should walk out. I don't care what it is because you're not going to get what you want out of that individual. Leave immediately, if not sooner. 100%. Let me ask you this. How did you get to this? Because I mean, you've got a very, you know, what I would consider to be an elevated mindset around how human psychology, and I'm a human psychology nerd myself. Like, I think, I think that's my, I wrote, I've written two books. My first book's called The Overweight Mind. And it's the human psycho psychological reasons why people struggle with weight loss. It has nothing to do with food. It has nothing 100%. to do with weight, with workouts. No, there's not one thing about that in the books. It's all the psychological reasons why we convince ourselves that we need to struggle here, there, or whatever. How did you get so, did you have mentors that kind of directed you this way? Or have you kind of always known that like, like if I don't get here, I'm never going to get anything else outside of that? So... Yes and no with a, I've, I've had really good mentors later in my thirties. I would like in my thirties, not in my twenties. I would say, let me take a step back. How did I learn this? I learned, <laughs> it, I learned it through failure. Okay. I learned because I am the exact or was the exact person that I am talking about right now. Okay. So, um, I was doing an interview uh, a few weeks ago. And one of the things that like, they always had, it was an interview and it was about like, kind of what we're talking about right now about, you know, how did you get here? And, uh, how do you, you know, it was more about my rituals and life structure, et cetera. And, and how I live my life as a quote unquote, and I hate this. I've learned to hate it, but it's, it's not a bad thing. Cause it's, it's just the word entrepreneur, like, Oh, you're an entrepreneur. Yes. Right. Technically. Yes, I am. It, it's, that's not as cool of a word as, as it right. used to be. Yeah. It used to be cool. But, it used to be cool. Uh, it's just a fun word people use now sometimes when they're unemployed. So it makes me sound unemployed. <laughs> you, can just put, you can just put it in your Twitter bio or your Instagram I mean, bio and you're yeah. done. You're an entrepreneur. So, and, I, and I don't mean to offend anybody. If anybody is, listen, I am an entrepreneur. I've always, it doesn't matter. Point being is I have, when I, in that interview, they're always, they, they ask everybody like, they always want to know about who said you couldn't do it. Did you, and proving them wrong. And I will be very honest with you. Nobody ever told me I couldn't do it. Everybody, everybody always thought Dustin could. And everybody always like, oh, if it's anybody, this guy's going to do it. This guy's going to do it. This guy's going to do it. Now I've heard that for, no, I've heard that for a long time. Even when I was, you know, in my teenage years and younger, um, not that anybody, you know, gave me a, a leg up in any of this stuff. I had to, you know, crawl, scratch and grind. Nobody actually really helped me. Everybody has help, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but no one actually ever told me that I couldn't do it. Everybody actually told me that I could. And, I, and no one ever doubted anything that I was ever going to do. Um, but that created, like, I was such an egomaniac. Like, I was, I, I was, dude, I, I'm not swearing, but I was such a jerk. I was such an egomaniac and it was dust and dust and dust and dust. And if something didn't go right for me, I was like, well, they don't understand what they're not doing. Like, they don't. And even when I was worth nothing, like even when I had nothing, right. I still had this like air about. Me. So 
Um, I had to learn because I still failed a lot. I mean, I, I have had, I've had, listen, I, let's say entrepreneur, I've had failures. I've had huge, huge failures prior to what we do now as well. I, it hasn't just been, you know, a clean sweep. I started once and we've been good to go. That's, that's not what happened. And I had to, I had a, I had a massive actual business failure when I was 20. No, I was 30. Um, my early thirties, I lost, um, I actually, man, I, I started a fitness concept. It was beautiful. People always walked in like, man, this is the coolest place I've ever been. All these things. Guess what? I did it terribly wrong. I spent every dollar on making it the coolest, most beautiful. Dude, we spent $2,000 on a toilet. Like, I mean, like $15,000 on a front desk, like crazy stuff. Okay. I did it and I did it backwards. And I let people, and I, I fully take the onus. I had to learn hard. I lost everything, man. Dude, I sold my furniture. Like I, I, like I had to pay my car payment. Like I had to, I mean, it was legit. And I learned. Like I was such an egomaniac. I learned the hard way of, man, you gotta, you can't, you can't ever let this happen again. You gotta own what you did. You gotta own your shit. You gotta own what you did wrong. And I'll be very honest with you. I didn't, I had to learn because I was the, I was the wrong piece in a lot of what happened. Right. I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and it's, it's not that I didn't, do good things before and learn all this cool stuff and got to do all these great things. I did. But in this specific business venture, I, man, that a a massive, I mean, it was my fault. I didn't, I did it backwards. I did it backwards and I had to learn because I was the bad example. So my ego, my, um, my not, you know, Oh, it's this person's fault or it's this guy didn't do this. And this marketing company should have told me that. And no, dude, this is your business. You own this. This is your fault. And I spent a lot of time from there, um, through, through now. And I don't stop now. I mean, this is an ongoing process of learning what a jerk I was, man. And like, and learning about accountability, learning about like learning these things and, and not putting the onus on others. So how did I learn all this? Because I was the problem. So I learned from my own perspective, of like, and no one fixes it for you. The only person that can fix this crap is you. Yeah. So I had great mentors. I had mentors throughout my career uh, from my mid twenties. I had really great mentors and they can only tell you so much about like, okay, go do. And I, okay. So my business partner now actually was one of my early mentors who, who watched me go through this stage. Okay. And, and he's a, he's a very successful individual himself. I mean, he's, he's, bought and exited, built multiple companies from, you know, the early nineties. And he used to tell me, he's like, okay, he, he's like, I'll, and he would listen to me as friends and his mentors and me be like, no, we're going to do this. I'm doing this. And he'd be like, all right, I've already told you, you, you do your thing. And he knew, he knew the only way for me to learn and understand was to fall on your face. Yeah. And I did. So I learned all of that. And I took the time and learned personal accountability to fix the issues that I had, not just in business of learning how to do business the right way or different things, but mentally of, and that self accountability, that personal accountability. So Love I know that. that's like a, a 20 no, minute. So I think to, that's, that is a, that is a representation of, you know, in, in, in a small microcosm, a lot of people's lives that they're living with just with weight. And a lot of people can probably relate directly to that in some kind of like, you know, I'm using air quotes, but catastrophic event that has happened in their life that either humbled them or 
give them a new perspective. Let's, I mean, great transition. Let's talk about the, the comeback, right? Like from that failure, we'll call it a failure, right? At, at this yeah. stage. No, it was, dude. It was 100% a failure. Yeah. I mean, it does not exist anymore. Yeah, from massive failure. From that failure to not just quit, to not just yeah. say, hey, I'm going to go get a minimum wage gig. Like, to, you know, forget this entrepreneur shit, like this bullshit. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. going to go over here and never be heard from again to now, you know, you've created, you know, bioprotein technology, which I want to kind of get into because I'm, I'm fascinated. And so tell me how you kind of like got from that low point to where you are now. And then the transition, was this your first soiree? And, I, and I'm going to call it a, a nutritional supplement um, sure. in, in that world, or had you had experience in, in that before? So, um, okay, cool. So I'm trying to just, there was a lot of different questions. Yeah, in I threw a so lot at you there. Just from the, from the failure aspect. And, and I, I say it's a failure. It was tech. It's a monetary failure. So, right. I mean, but from a, to be very honest, man, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. You needed it. So, yo, dude, I got a, I got a business degree, like an yeah. MBA in business from yeah. all of that, um, it wasn't free, but right. very quickly, let's say it was under two years. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so from there, it was, it was, I learned a lot from that business because it was a fitness business. It was a, it was a service business, a membership business. And I learned that, um, having a localized brick and mortar space, which is what I really, you know, I, I wanted to grow this thing and, and, you know, bring in, create a national franchise, et cetera. And I still would love to do that at some point, but, what I learned is, is like my thing, I learned what my thing was. And my thing is, dude, listen to me. I, I talk for a living. So like my thing is getting messages out, getting a, figuring out how to take something that exists and creating the messaging around something that's worthwhile and getting that message out to people who need it, who need to hear it. That's really what we do at Bioprotein Technology. So there's, there's a key element here we haven't spoken about about how we got to bioprotein tech is that through my fitness centers, through the gyms that I managed through um, the, at one point I was, I was involved with a, a national franchise for sports training and we trained NFL athletes and CFL and NCAA prep and all this kind of cool stuff from, from, from that space, all of those different spaces, there was always this little common thread and in that common thread were these formulas that we, found this little company here in Tampa, Florida that were made by these two biochem brother guys. And they, they had this little, this little lab and they were making this cool stuff. Anyway, we, these formulas were specifically in like threaded in each one of these business ventures. Like I would always kind of find a way to bring them in because they worked like so good. they worked crazy, crazy good. And people just didn't know about it. And so when that last business venture that we were talking about didn't quite work out, um, it was kind of like, okay, so what do I do? Where do I go? One of my mentors always taught me about niching and finding out, you know, what is, what's really your thing? What's really your niche thing? And so now we're, we've spanned, um, you know, one of them was my really early career was CrossFit gyms and Olympic weightlifting to, um, specific methodology and like branded fitness. Like we were talking about OT and stuff like that. Like, yeah. like the, like the branding behind it. And, and I was in that space and that was like a 35, 40 plus crowd, like professional quick stuff. And then I was in professional athletics. So like, what was the span of all of these different spaces? Well, they all had a single common 
like thread and bond in that with these formulas. So it was like, okay, well, that's it. How do we figure out how to take these and me do it? And I'm going to do this and I'm going to figure out a way to get them around the country. I'm going to get them into the hands of people other than professional athletes, other than physicians, other than individuals who, you know, have this very small ability or this very elite ability to get their hands on these products. Boom. There it was. That's what we're going to do. And that's how I'm going to do it. Well, God has a really magical way of working with people in their lives. And as this is happening, I was speaking to the mentor that I was talking about, you know, just a little bit ago about, okay, I'm going to let you, you know, figure this out. I told you anyway. So we, you know, he's, he's been a part of my life for years and it was kind of like, he kind of came to me. He was like, okay, are we done? Like playing these games? You want to do something for real now? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll figure this out. I will make it happen. If there's one thing about me, I don't care what it is. I have a very specific way of making things happen. And actually every human being does. It's just called persistence, right? It's everything will happen if you just don't give up. So I figured out a way to (laughs) thread, thread my way into a company that was not for sale and basically buy it. So we bought all of the formulas. We bought all of the branding. We bought all the assets. We bought all these things to basically now I'm talking to you. I mean, it's like yeah. to take them around the country. And now, I mean, it's not only the country now. I mean, I'm, I was on the phone with, uh, with Sweden before I did this. We, we shipped to Australia, um, Japan, in, uh, individuals from Japan have been reaching out. I mean, now we're in special forces. We're in private security firms uh, on the other side of the planet. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's crazy and wild, but that's, that's why we yeah. got here. And that's, that's awesome. What's up. Well, and let's, let's talk about what it is. So it's, it's the first 100% non-synthetic HGH alternative. Is that the best it's way a, you it's, would it's, it's, it's Yeah, exactly. It's a non-synthetic alternative to human growth hormone. So prescription human growth hormone, which, um, you know, was really popular for a long time. It's still actually very popular in the medical yeah. space, but it's, it's got a really bad rap in a normal, you know, human being community and all this stuff, even though it's widely used across medical application, what yeah. we do is we just, we figured out a way to make a non-synthetic alternative to it. So okay. you don't have to take the needle. You don't have to deal with the side effects. You don't have to pay three or 10 grand a month to get the same type of benefits that these products provide. Right. I mean, I think there, there's several barriers to entry when you start talking about like, you know, human growth hormone replacement, like, or, you know, the actual medical version of that. And like I told you earlier, I grew up in like the nineties and I mean, the eighties and nineties of like, you know, underground bodybuilding where like human growth hormone was like kind of categorized like a steroid. It was like, Oh, that it is, is, it is a steroid. Right. But I mean, but it was that, it was that, it was that villainization yeah. of like, you can only get this behind the gym at yeah, nine, yeah. at nine o'clock at night. And you know, Leroy is going to meet you back there and it's going to come in a paper sack. Like that 100%. was the, that was the stigma that like human growth hormone had. And it's like, when you start to get older, it's like, you know, and I live in Palm Springs, California, which is like, you know, the retirement community of the world, you know, very similar to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's probably more people out here on an HGH supplement than, than aren't. Or that should yeah. be because of the, of the I mean, way that it helps. I think body. people would be really shocked at how many individuals they know that are on some sort of synthetic hormone replacement. Yeah. It is as common. Now, listen, remember, I'm in Florida. I, I know that there's different regulations in California and we can get into that. But in Florida, I do. Hormone replacement therapy is as common as going is more common than getting an antibiotic so straight up and down. It's yeah. it's 
It is cash pay. There's clinics on every corner. It's not that they're bad dots. But that's where the money's at. Um, they're on every single corner. So this is not something that is like hush hush. This is a very normal thing. And most people, I think people would be shocked at how many individuals actually utilize a synthetic hormone replacement treatment. Agreed. I mean, I think it's everything from out here. It's everything from the pellets that they put in your butt to yep. t- to TRT to <laughs> you know. Don't... Wait, 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 wait. They put them in your butt out there. I thought oh, they put yeah. them in your arm. No, no, we, <laughs> they're no, supposed they, to go in your arm. <laughs> well, we, they got we got docs out here that are putting them in in the in the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Every, crazy, crazy everywhere. So it's like that. It's kind of the wild west. Kind of like what you were saying is like there's very little regulations when it comes to who can prescribe hormones. Yeah you know, how they can prescribe them, the delivery systems and all the, the those things. So when, when you figure, when you found this formula and this, uh, this, this alternative to that, I mean, the barrier to entry is, is beautiful, right? It's like, it's a, an oral ingestion. It's, you know, not as expensive as, you know, regular, you know, synthetic needles and the whole nine yards for, for human growth hormone. And I mean, just the ease of use is, is astronomically, you know, easier. Have I mean, you found that to be the case? Ease- more than the ease of use, it's that it's safer. Okay, I mean, it's yeah. a million percent safer. I mean, um, I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that medical application to different hormone therapies are not needed in certain spaces. I'm saying, and I have no problem saying this, that in most cases, they're heavily overprescribed. Now, that depends on what area of the country you're in. It depends on what state you're in, because again, there's very, very, very different regulations. So please, if you're a physician, I understand I'm generalizing here, but also at the same, uh, the same point, it's, I don't know anybody who would disagree with me on that fact that they're, they're, they're they're heavily overprescribed. Um, there's a lot of side effects. Anytime you, anytime you introduce an exogenous synthetic hormone into your body as a human, no matter what your, your levels are, you will incur some sort of negative side effect. You cannot escape it. I don't care what anybody says. It might be small and it might be huge, but you're going to incur some sort of side effect with men. I mean, this stuff is crazy when you're talking about testosterone or human growth hormone with testosterone, you take TRT, you got to take three or four other medications just to keep your testicles from shrinking and rising back up into your body, let alone growing breasts. That is a real thing. It's called gynecomastia. If you don't take other medications on top of the TRT to stop this, you will grow breasts yeah. as a man. It's very normal. I mean, that, there's a whole nother surgery for oh, yeah. that. <laughs> right. Um, so that is the entire purpose and reason that we exist is to offer people similar or the same benefits without having to, ne- to immediately subscribe to a needle or something that's going to change their physiology forever. Let me give a real life example for this. And I think this is the best way to do. I have a client, he's 70 years old. Retired physician, I mean, still cognitively great shape, like works out five days a week, um, all these things, but he wanted to, you know, he wanted to prolong that. And so he, and he wanted to lose some weight. So he went to this, um, I will call it a, you know, hormone specialist out here in, in the, the Palm Springs area. And they put him on a laundry, 70 years old, they put him on a laundry list of things. One of those things being Samoralin, right? Is that how you say it? Samoralin, that's, yeah, yeah. that's Samoralin, yep. It's a, it's a HGH. It's HGH. It's, right. a, it's just a, it's a prescription synthetic HGH. So they put him on Samoralin and within a week he was having heart palpitations that were causing him to have to go to the ER and his body just basically rejected this Samoralin, which, you know, it's just his growth hormone. And the doctor convinced him that he needed this because his levels were low and blah, 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 but it almost killed him. And he, he was, 
Perfectly don't healthy, ever, 70 years old. Don't ever forget, man, the heart is a muscle. It's a muscle yeah. issue. And you, what you're doing, we can get into how human growth hormone works. I think it might be important to, to kind of tap into that yeah, uh, we can do it really quick. But it's very important to understand that your heart is a muscle, dude. And right. so when you're adding agents that can potentially negative, when you're adding a, a synthetic exogenous hormone, your body doesn't treat it like a natural version of that hormone. It doesn't do that. Okay. It gives you the same benefits, but it it's a, you're, you're ingesting a, or ingesting or injecting a synthetic drug. It is a toxic drug. It doesn't matter. You know, um, any, any prescription drug you're going to take technically is toxic. I mean, your liver is designed to filter that out. That's why they call it a half-life when you have a half-life of a pill of how long it's in your system, because your body does everything it can to filter it out. Yeah. Point being is what he experienced was he experienced his heart as a muscle was not prepared for that. And so it doesn't, it didn't have the strength to then move or grow that the drug is telling him to do that. Right. And so his body, I don't, you know, I'm not a physician. This is not medical advice. I can't say specifically because I've never met this guy. I don't know his blood work and I'm not a right. physician. To, I'm not his doctor. So it, right. my opinion is less than, than nil. But the point being, at least generally, is that he, he, he's messing. To, and I don't know. What it, here's another thing. I don't know how much they gave him. The point being right. is that, yo, he was not ready for that. And neither was his heart. And you're, 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 in, including a synthetic drug into your body as a 70 plus year old human being who, man, I can't say it any differently. He wasn't ready for that. And his heart oh, responded yeah. immediately. He got off it immediately. He's fine. Luckily, no yeah. long-term side effects, nothing like that. But that's the dangers. I, I just wanted to bring that up. So people hear that, like, I don't care what hormone you're going to get, whether it's estrogen or testosterone or growth hormone or whatever it is. You, like you said, your body is going to have, you know, I spent some time in the pharmaceutical world, every pharmaceutical has a side effect period 100%. everyone there's not one without one right that's that's why you hear all the laundry list of little when they get really quiet at the end of the commercial <laughs> you start, see the commercials yeah. you and they the start whispering. And these guys are playing with their kids and they're like yeah. oh you know sudden death right right uh, yeah they know, start... massive depression it's a depression med but then the side effect is right. massive depression <laughs> yeah so so know that that comes with everything so so give us give us the you know the the layman's version of what is what is growth what is human growth hormone yeah. why do we need it what does it do hundred percent. So it's really important because this is the first question we get, especially for women. And we'll get this, we'll get this question on our website uh, after this talk, when, when this thing airs is when we'll go, well, can women still use this? Yes. hundred percent. So it's important to note that human growth hormone is a dominant hormone and it is not sex dominant, meaning it is dominant in both men and women. It is not like estrogen or testosterone, meaning estrogen is dominant in women. Testosterone is dominant in men. Human growth hormone is dominant in both. And you need that hormone as much as you need testosterone for men and estrogen as women. So human growth hormones secreted by the pituitary gland. It's a gland inside of your brain. It then gets sent to your liver to be metabolized. The liver metabolizes it and creates it into what are called growth factors. Growth factors, they're little protein cytokines. What they are is they are cellular signaling devices. They get sent out into the blood to basically go, hey, cells, wake up. It's time to do X function. Those functions can range from that hormone, from metabolism to muscle growth, to neurological uh, development and nerve growth, to oxygen potency within the blood, to even collagen stimulation in your skin. Human growth hormone decreases every single year after you finish puberty. So a lot of times it's by 50% by the age 35. So Come you wonder, on, what? 
a doctor right around here, uh, in fact, is actually my business partner's doctor. He, he has a really great analogy. And it's like this. It's like you don't realize it's happening because it's like a paper cut every single day. So by the time when you wake up and you're 40, 43, 44, 35 years old, and you're like, man, I feel like garbage. I don't know what happened. One day you wake up and all of a sudden these aches and pains are there. You look in the mirror. You don't look like you used to. Well, guess what? Now you're experiencing all of those thousands of small little lacerations you have just woken up to. Boom. This is what the problem is. So when you're experiencing weird weight gain, you can't seem to get, everyone has this weight gain. They can't seem to get rid of. I can explain that. But um the, the weird weight gain, the chronic aches and pains, stiffness and aching in the joints, like these can all be related back to different growth factor deficiencies or human growth hormone deficiency. It's even tied to like anxiety, depression, lack of sleep. I mean, all of these things compound. And in today's medical space, it's always, oh, let's just put you on a bunch of TRT or, oh, we need to get you on some sort of, you know. Let me ask um, you that question, Dustin. Yeah. So, because I agree with you. I think, I think it's, HGH is almost like the redheaded stepchild that nobody talks about. Like if, if a female goes into their doctor and says, Hey, I think my hormones are messed up or a guy goes mm-hmm. in and says, Hey doc, my libido, whoa. Like they don't very rarely do they even talk about HGH or test for Dude, it. Or they anything. don't even, if you don't ask for it, yeah. they won't even include it on your blood panel. No, that's it's what I'm saying. It's hard to test for. It's not hard to test for. They'll test oh, for everything. I know. And then they like, and then they just completely miss testing for human growth hormone. By the Why? way, if you're going to test for it, I, I, now I can only make your opinion. Give me your opinions on why. Give me your opinion. Crazy expensive. Okay. Meaning, meaning, meaning if you want, if I want to get on it, it's going to cost me a bunch. Correct. Okay. And it's only cash pay. The only way it's covered by insurance is if, let me take a step back. I don't want to say only because there's always extenuating circumstances. Gotcha. Somebody's going to I'm gonna have to call my attorney after this. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, this is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, we are just the, trying to um, enter- go ahead. Yeah. So um, we laugh, but that's the world we live in. I know. So um, to get back, this is my personal opinion. One, human growth hormone is insanely expensive okay. as an individual to get. The only way, oh, sorry. Typically, the way that prescription human growth hormone even falls under insurance is if you are a child who, who suffers from human growth or growth hormone deficiency syndrome, meaning, and this is why human growth hormone, the synthetic stuff was even created. Originally in the 60s, this was extracted from cadavers, like dead bodies. That was how growth hormone was, was started. It was literally sucked out of dead people. Um, and so then they, but then they started the, you know, the recumbent DNA and the, you know, the actual recumbent DNA means they basically create this bacteria, the bacteria is in a Petri dish. It spits out. It literally is created only to spit out human growth hormone anyway. So to fall under insurance, stuff like that, that's when you're a child and you literally lack growth hormone. So growth hormone is these growth factors. Growth hormone is this necessity for you to grow. It grows those Remember, It's signaling cells to multiply and differentiate, meaning to, to multiply, to spread. So those cells, everything in your body is made up of cells. Those cells have to multiply and differentiate. That's what human growth hormone spurs the growth, whether it's the cells in your skin, the cells in your muscles, the cells in your bones, the way your blood operates, metabolism, all that stuff. So if you're a child and you do not have adequate growth hormone, well, guess what? You're in big trouble. Yeah. Your life is going to be tough. I, I, it is what it is. I mean, I can't imagine. I, I, 
I, I, I don't wish it upon anybody. I cannot imagine like having to live a life like that. That's why the drug exists. And there's absolutely good medical application for it. When it comes into the anti-aging and the performance enhancement space, which is where this, these products live, yeah. they're cash pay. And they are the further, the higher the regulations go, the more expensive as it gets. You're in California. I personally know that in California, because I'm dealing with individuals who do this, and we're a huge market in California, and you'll understand why. For you to go to your doctor right now to get human growth hormone, if he's going to write you a script for it, number one, it's cash pay, yank it insurance, and it's probably going to cost you three to $10,000 a month. Damn. Now, it might be che- it's going to be cheaper in other areas. California yeah. is very yeah. expensive. Yeah, we're expensive. Well, everything is, yeah, everything yeah, is yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody's shocked. Yeah, you're used that. to it. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but I mean, 10 G's dude, $10,000 yeah. a month. Right. That is crazy. Yeah. Mo, you were going to say mean, something about a, if you're going to get tested, is there something we, that we should look for? Like if IGF-1, IGF-1. Okay. You can do, dude, you can do a blood spot test. You can do, they do stool samples. Ask your doctor for an IGF-1 test. Which if he doesn't know what it is, insulin growth factor like, one. Insulin-like growth factor, factor one. one. Okay. That is the, that is the most, the most direct metabolite of human growth hormone. So they don't test your actual human growth hormone. They test the metabolites, the growth factors, because that means those are the cellular signals that are going out into the blood. If you do not have the cellular signals, you do not cause any cells to do any change. Is there a number? Like when you, when you get your IGF one tested, is it there all, like, it a, depends. I mean, I can oh. literally send you a, a little, like a, a table of it. It all depends. Okay, on, okay, it varies. Correct. It, it'll be a number. It'll be anywhere from like two to 600. Okay. And so depending upon where those numbers are at, depending upon your age, that's where you're going to fall into okay. those realms. I'm just now, thinking of questions. People are going to ask me like, Jay, what's my number? And I'm like, I mean, that's, shit, that's, I that's as easy. <laughs> that's as easy as a Google search. You can go okay. and see what, what IGF one numbers you can go. There's a table will probably pop up. Okay. Now remember, okay. depending upon where you get your information, yeah. Hey, wherever information comes from, you know, always audit those things. I always recommend in anything. And this is even when you're tracking your weight, never just one day, you want the average of multiple different sources, right? So when right. you track your weight, you never just go Tuesday, my weight's 190, whatever, right. you know, and then you want an average of five days, an average of five to seven days is your actual weight. So let's, I would recommend looking at those numbers and what's recommended and then taking an average of different, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, always kind of crowdsource your information a little bit because in the I, medical space, remember, it's all opinion. Oh, yeah, totally. Right. Everything. So, so we, yeah, I always recommend people to take an average. Anywho, all right. So you pissed IGF-1 everyone is the way to do it. Yeah. You've made everybody mad saying it's $10,000. <laughs> everybody, yeah. we were all, we were all going to the doctor this afternoon. We're like, I'm gonna get some HDH. And now everybody put the car back in the garage. Like, okay, what else can we do? So this leads us to where you are and what you've created and why this is yeah. such a, such a cool thing. So just layman's terms and then you and i can get nerdy if we need to what do i do yeah what, what you create we, we just give you we just give you the growth factors we just okay. give you the end result okay. and we do it naturally so we extract mammalian growth factors from another mammal okay it doesn't it doesn't harm the end the animal okay. and you can take them as a man as another mammal and it is absolutely molecularly identical to what your body produces. Okay. So your body doesn't ever trigger that toxic function, which says, hey, I'm taking a synthetic drug because it's not a synthetic drug. And it, it, your body doesn't notice it as such. You're literally just taking the end result. So you can signal those cells to do the same things that the hormone would tell it to do. Because remember, the hormone is, tra- is metabolized into those cellular signals. You can just take the signals and you can just tell your cells to do stuff. It's very okay. simple. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm thinking of questions that people are gonna ask right now that maybe don't have a, a high level of nutritional or know what even growth factors are, those things like that. 
So if I start taking this product, Justin, and it's an oral delivery system, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to include the link to the website, guys, so you don't have to worry about writing any of this down. And um, if, you have any, <laughs> if you have any questions, yeah. you can always reach out to me. And if we need to, we'll reach out to Dustin and the company and we'll get, we'll get the high level info. But so it's an oral delivery system. And so what are just some of the natural things that someone could expect if they were deficient on their own human growth hormone and they started yeah, so, supplementing with your product? Yeah. So different individuals are clearly different, you know, losing Absolutely. out on different things. Everybody is different. So um, different, the, the, what people are going to experience can vary. Most individuals that come to us are over the age of 40 and lack a lot of things from um, energy, focus, cognition, because they're stressed out. They're the high stress level in their body. Well, when you're lacking certain hormones or certain different things, you will experience your cortisol levels or stress hormone will go up. It's just that that's part of it. So it's this, it's this chain reaction of issues that occur. So when individuals introduce a product like ours into their system, it's like without fail every time it's 12 to 14 days. We'll get a call. We'll get an email. We'll get a DM. And it's like, man, I feel better than I've ever felt. So they feel the effects first. They can feel that energy. They feel clearer mood. One of the guys was like, we're super, super, super active on social media. That is our, that is our medium. Men, women from all over the place love to tell their stories and send us videos, and all this really cool stuff. So we're very, very, very lucky. So we have so much data from like real world use, not to mention we have 12 years of actual physician data because we were a medical only company since 2009 until last December. So um, it's always without fail, 12 to 14 days, man, I feel so good. Their mental clarity, mood, lack of stress. We have, it's really crazy. It's not crazy. It's crazy in a good way where for a lot of men and women, they feel like this weight has been lifted off their shoulders from an, like an anxiety or stress and depression mode, because this is depression, anxiety, and the stress is a direct cause of inadequate hormone production. That's your body. Like telling you, Hey, yeah. I'm not okay, dude. I am not okay. Do something. That's how, you know, it's not always like I'm fat. Like that, you know, that's a huge marker as well as right. specific subcutaneous fat, meaning fat that resides right underneath the top layer of skin that's in certain areas. Those are, are direct tell, telltale signs as well. But a lot of people don't realize that something's really bad, really off when they have a stress response, anxiety response, depression response. So when we get those messages of like, one of the messages specifically was like, I feel like I can enjoy my family again. Like that's huge. That's a that's big cool. deal. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, it is what it is. And then yeah. the physiological effects, those are physiological effects taking root, right. but to see them through a mirror, it doesn't matter what you're doing. That's going to take, it doesn't matter what drug you take. That's going to take a 30 to a 90 day period, just like any other weight loss plan would. It takes time for the physiological effects of the individual looking at themselves to notice them. Right. But those, those physiological effects from the inside, 12 to 14 days, every time. So always starts off the same energy, focus, mood, clarity, and then they start to, and energy, yeah, energy. And then they start to see the physiological effects there follow after. Okay. Questions that I'm thinking of people say, so here's what I'm going to do guys. As soon as Dustin and I are done talking, I'm going to go order myself a 30 day supply. Should I 
Well, does it matter? Get my blood tested and see what my IGF one is before. If you want, but if you I'm want gonna be. To. I'll be 48 in October. We can pretty much guarantee my HGH. Is right. It's, it's not, not as what it was when you were 20. That's for sure. I mean, I can I, guarantee. I liked you. I can up until, basically. Yeah. You and I were I friends up until a few minutes ago. Listen, dude, I, as you're not in any different boat that I am in. Okay. We have a few years separate us, but I am right there with you. I am not 22 years old. I am plenty older than that. So but would that be an indicator? So let's just say that I, I got my blood tested yeah, and I saw my IGF tested. number was that after I took this for 30 to 60 to 90 days, would I see a differentiation in my IGF one? Yeah, hundred percent. You should. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And so for somebody like me, the only reason, I'm, the only reason if you didn't, Mm-hmm. I would say you need to look at your body's ability to absorb nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and and, and even okay. even pharmaceuticals appropriately. That is a whole other issue. We could talk. I mean, that is a whole other show. Right. But if your body's not in a, in a, in a state to even ex- if your cells do not permeate, meaning you are lacking very specific vitamins and nutrients that give your body, your cells, the ability to open that cell wall to what is called permeation, to permeate these cells so they can absorb the nutrients or energy that you are feeding them. A whole lot ain't going to help you. You can, you can, that's why when you get your test levels, they talk about free tests, available testosterone, testosterone absorption. You could have 900 testosterone in your body, which is a great number. If you're 900 and you're at 40, man, you are the, you are peak physical, you know, specimen point being is if you cannot absorb it, man, it doesn't matter what you got because you have to be able to absorb these products. So if that's the case, now you have to look at what the the next, now you're talking about a a different thing entirely, which is how to, how to address that issue. Um, that is a diet first issue, by the way, and and micronutrient issue, but, um, Okay. Yeah, you, you should be able. I mean, our, we have blood tests and blood results to show that all the time. That's a very easy thing to do. I was just uh, curious if that would yeah. be a marker. Most people aren't going to do that. I was just curious if, like, say somebody who's really scientific, you know, like, okay, I want to know where I am now. Yeah, I want to know where I'm here. The way to do it, where people have a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't like games? Yeah. Is um, typically individuals who are wearing like the whoops and the aura rings mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff that track their sleep are really into it. I mean, see crazy results, crazy oh, cool. fast. We've had guys over you know the course of 96 hours who increased the recovery and sleep rate by 93%. Like it's a, it's a big, Oh, excuse me. I want to take that back. 68%. I apologize. Okay. It went from what it was at to 93%. Yeah. It was an increase in 68%. And that's in four days. I mean, that's, Dude, that's yeah. crazy. And that's quantifiable metric. I'll take it. You can't fake that. Yeah. So um, we always like when people wear wearables because it gives yeah. me cool graphics for social media too. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to lose any weight, but I could, I get up at three o'clock every morning. So I could yeah. definitely use some quality sleep. You know what I mean? Some help. Yeah. Let me ask you the female question. Cause here's what girls are going to hear about like sure. muscle growth and whatever. And every, every woman's nightmare or not every, but most women don't, I don't want to be bulky. Like, so let's just say that a female, the bulky started, question, right? I mean, we, we've heard, I've heard this since I was like a child, like, it's, I, I'll, Jay, I don't want to get too big. Like, so let's just debunk that for everybody and, and let them know that, 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 that the, the bio pro plus human growth hormone, that's not designed to make you a professional bodybuilder. This, okay. So this product, and I, and I know a lot of guys that wish it was the case, but it's right. not the case. This product, you're not going to take this product tonight or it, you take it in the morning, but let's just say you're not going to take this product. What's today, Wednesday. I shouldn't say that you're not supposed to put a timeline on the episodes, but Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, today's Wednesday, wherever you're at. And, uh, you're not going to wake up on Thursday. You're not going to take this Wednesday as Bruce Banner and wake up on Thursday as the Hulk. Like it, right. it doesn't have that ability. That's where synthetic drugs and non-synthetic alternatives 
differ. We don't want your body to do things that it cannot do naturally. Right. I don't want you to grow a jaw that you didn't have before and spread your shoulders out. That is not, right. that's not what this does. Um, it only, it helps you to maximize what your body should be at, at a natural peak level. So if you're at hundred, we, in your operating day to day at 60, we just want to get you as close to hundred as possible without giving you the side effects at a company, you know, synthetic stuff. So as a woman, no, in fact, as a woman, what you should be concerned about is the fact that you cannot absorb estrogen, which is your sex dominant hormone uh, efficiently or adequately if your human growth hormone is too low. So you, as a man and as a woman, you can directly relate the absorption rate of testosterone or estrogen for women related to how low their human growth hormone or IGF-1 is. So if you are have inadequate IGF-1 and you are a woman and you're headed into menopause or dealing with menopause, guess what? The estrogen that you do have, or if you're taking a drug for that estrogen, you cannot absorb properly without adequate human growth hormone or its metabolites. And that is what we see with physicians all the time. They're like, whoa, because here's the question you're really going to get. Remember we talked about like people are like, uh, um, about how many people are on uh, hormone replacements? Yeah. Okay. This is the number one question we get all the time. Can I take this with the other medications that I'm on? Yes. yes. And what I mean by other medications is, um, number one, it's not going to contraindicate or interfere with prescription drugs. It's not, it doesn't have the ability. That's like saying, you know, the growth factors that are already in your system, then would negatively interact with them, which is not the case. Right. Um, but they're going to all, they're going to act. Okay. Well, is this going to, can I take this if I'm TRT? Yeah. In fact, we highly recommend it because our physicians have shown over and over and over and over again, a better absorption and a better response to that pharmaceutical or to that synthetic drug, or even the bioidentical pellet stuff at a better absorption rate than they had before with the, with the introduction of our product, because they work synergistically and they help you to absorb the products better. So whether you're a woman, I mean, women in menopause, if you're using, if you're hearing this, oh dude, what a game changer. You can, I'm not a woman. Um, I don't identify as a woman. I have never been through menopause. I don't know what menopause is like. I, I can't imagine it's, I, I know it sucks and I feel terrible for anybody who has to, you know, go through those types of things, especially something that's so, I mean, that's so personal. If you're not doing things to help yourself through that, you're, I mean, get into the 20, what is the 21st century, <laughs> 21st century, there's stuff out there that can super help you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be really bad for you. We get insane results with women and how good they feel. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, man, listen, my wife went through menopause. She's still pissed off about it. So we're going to, yeah, well, she'll, she'll love to hear that. I, uh, my wife is a lot younger than me. So I, uh, I got a few, I baked in a few years <laughs> into yeah. it, but, uh, I, um, it's not something I'm looking forward to. That's for sure. But, um, call yeah, me, I'll walk, best. I'll walk, I'll walk you through it. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, they always say the best offense is the best offense. So if, you, if there's something out there that can help you without hurting you, why wouldn't you do those things? Agreed. Let's talk about this before, before we let you go. Why sure. are, why are doctors like, why are physicians on board with this? Right. Because it's, it's to have a physician be pro supplement right as opposed to pharmaceutical yep. is, is and a we, are, we fall into we fall into the supplement space because we are not a synthetic drug we're fully right. fda compliant we're fully fda registered we follow all the rules but because we don't use synthetic or manufacture synthetic drugs we don't fall into a pharmaceutical space and that's by design i don't want to um so yeah technically we've been the only other space other than that is a dietary supplement so that's where we fall into yeah. kind of fly in this like gray area right above dietary supplement and right below pharmaceuticals. Don't tell them that. I don't want that. I don't want to deal no. with that any more than I have to, but, um, 
why are physicians on board with this? Because yeah. it works. Number one, it works. It's easily shown that it works. Um, it's worked for a very long time. We are at no shortage of physicians that prescribe this product, carry that in office and put their, whether it's, you know, we have entire, we have physicians that manage entire professional sports teams in Las Vegas that trust this product and have for years and put their, their, their players on it, entire teams. We have, I mean, from physicians that deal with uh, sports to physicians that deal with, um, you know, ortho and, and surgery and injury recovery and, and post-recovery, stuff like that, to normal hormone docs that just see 45 to 70-year-olds every day of the week from sexual function to weight loss, et cetera, trust our product, and they use it because it works. And it's an alternative for individuals who don't necessarily just want to jump on the needle. Are there physicians uh -huh. that don't like our product? Yeah. There's a lot of physicians that hate our product. Can't stand it. Sure. They hate it. They hate hearing from me. They hate hearing my voice. They'd never want to talk to me ever again. They come to us at expos, look at our products and or look at our, our marketing stuff and throws it on the table. Why? Because they love their whole business is synthetic drugs. And that's yeah. fine. That is fine. They write scripts. You go get a needle, you go to the pharmacy. They, they do everything for you. Why wouldn't they love that? That's yeah. their thing. And more power to them. That's their thing. That's just not what we do. And I'm fine with that. Can't be everything to everybody. No. But for individuals who don't want to deal with scripts, that don't want to deal with what's going to happen to me in five years, what's going to happen to me in five months, what's going to happen to me in 50 years, 20 years, 10 years, they don't have to worry about that with us. Right. I, I can't say that. I can't say the same yeah. for, for synthetic drugs. I, you can't say the same because I mean, it's, that's where yeah, I'm at. Like I'm on the, I'm on the cusp of like, you know, I'm almost 50 TRT, like, yeah. you know, how am I going to optimize my hormones for the rest of my life? And that's what, you know, having a pharmaceutical background and all that jazz, that's what freaks me out is the, the side effects of, of those things. And so I'm, I'm stoked to know that there's something out there that's available that I don't I, have to be I concerned interrupt about you because I want, yeah. I want your listeners to know that like in no way, shape or form, am I anti-medical application or something? No, it's absolutely applicable in the same yeah. scenario. I just don't think it's not right for me or my family to make that first jump first. We are that's just what I believe. We are a, how can we fix it ourselves first yeah. instead of band-aiding a, um, a symptom? Right. Yeah. How do I, how do I, how, how far and how close can I get to the root? If your body doesn't make it anymore and you're at a level that makes life terrible, please, you know, go, your doctor will know what to do if he's the right appropriate physician, but it doesn't mean that every answer is just, you know, what drug and what, you know, what's the next drug, what's the next synthetic, because with a lot of these drugs, if you start getting into peptides, um, and peptides is a whole nother thing. They're, they're basically, they're just synthetic amino amino acid chains that they create in a lab that don't actually, a lot of them don't exist in nature. That scares me. Number one, but number two is you, um, you can't, you shouldn't take them for longer than some of them, three weeks, some of them, a few weeks longer than that. People don't know this are taking the same thing. They're causing all kinds of problems, but now you're cycling between different peptides, different aminos, different hormones for how long the rest of your life. What's really scary about that is what happens if you're on this, now your body's dependent on them. And then all of a sudden the government goes, cause they do this all the time goes, by the way, you're not allowed to make, you're not allowed to prescribe this anymore as a company. You're not allowed to make this anymore. Right. I'm talking about a lot of these other drugs. Well, now what are you going to do? Right. Because now your body, you've shut off natural production because yeah. once you introduce an exogenous, um, prescription hormone, depending upon the amount you shut off the human natural production of your hormone production. I can't say it any other way. Yeah. Um, and now you're, you're dependent upon that. 
So what happens if they go, you know what? We made a, we made a change over at the FDA. We've now said that you're not allowed to take this and um, you know, good luck. Yeah. You're on your own, dude. No one's coming to save you. So and that, that scenario is probably more likely than not. Likely. It's more likely it's to happen than not. Fine. At this point in time, if anybody's watched, I don't care what news channel you watch. I recommend no news, but me too. Me too. I'm in, I'm in um, no news I don't. Yeah, dude. The best thing I ever did. You want to know what, we go all the way back. One of the best things I ever did in my entire life um, was getting rid of a television. I yeah. lived before I met my wife. I lived for uh, no TV. I, I got rid of all my, it was just like a personal little journey that yeah. I went through. I literally sold all of my like stuff. I got rid of my, like the house I was in. I got rid of everything except, I mean, I, except my, you know, I didn't get rid of my car, my right. truck. Um, I moved into a, a, a spot I really loved, but I, I literally didn't get anything. I had a, I had a chair. I had a plethora of books. I got rid of my television and I subscribed to that's my life. And like learning how to just be in me for, and myself. And like, when you take out all of that noise, I even tell people this, try driving one week, one week, subscribe to one week without any music, just drive, Yeah, drive. Because when you remove the noise from your life, Watch what your brain does. Your brain is designed to work on problems and work on things and figure stuff out. That's how these brilliant mathematicians and these brilliant um, philosophers and physicists, they, they think about these problems that cannot be fixed and these math, mathematical equations, and they stop working on them. And their brain will continue to work on them in their subconscious. And magically, though, that's what's called a eureka moment. So anyway, I recommend that people, have, they can't do this, but I'm telling you it'll change your life. I'm bizarre. I like I love to train. I love to work out with no music because I get no music. my greatest people ideas. Think you're, people think you're the psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> and like, why? I think, and what I've learned is, is like, I'm not the psychopath. I'm no. totally comfortable being in absolute silence. If you cannot be in silence with yourself, yeah. man, that's what we're talking about. You got work to do because, and I was there. I'm there, dude. I, I, I can't believe I'm even saying this. If you told me this a decade ago, I can't even believe I'm saying it, but I'm telling you, remove the, remove the, I can't even believe we're on the subject, but remove the, remove the music from the car for like, a week. it will change your life. Yeah. Change your life. Yeah. The I don't remember how we got on that subject. You're, well, I, I think it's, I think it's a great way to, to wrap up because I think it's a great, it's a, it's, it's actually a practical thing that people can do. Like yeah. regardless of, if you didn't hear anything else, the rest of the chat, if you just do that, your life will probably exponentially I hope so. change. I hope yeah, so, man. Hands down. How do we find how do we find everything, brother? So say somebody wants to go to the website right now or they want to go find you on social media. What are those two platforms? Same, same word. It's bioproteintech.com or Instagram is bioproteintech. That's it. If you okay. want to learn about us, what we do, see who we are. Um, the best way to see who we are is see the guys and, and the people that use our products and live that life every single day. Go to Instagram. Instagram is great. You can get a hold of us directly. You can ask us, you can send us DMs. We are super, super active. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's really well. It's really great because we're international. I mean, we have a huge footprint in in Europe, Australia, awesome. New Zealand, uh, South America. So it's it's a place where individuals from all over literally share their stories. They share stuff. They're very, very, very um, active. So we ha- it's so cool because you can even post stuff, and and other users will answer the questions for us in oh, the posts. Cool. Yeah, it's great. So if you have any questions drop us a DM. You will get an answer. You'll get a real answer. And the cool thing is, is if we can't answer it, we have a physician somewhere. We can at least, 
you know, if it's outside of our scope or it's not our place, I have no problem saying that is not our place to answer that question. Um, we'll send you somewhere that we do. We have docs all over the world at this point that, um, you know, we can help out with. So come to us with any question. We can't answer it. We won't. We'll give you somebody who can. Love it. Dude, you're an absolute rock star, man. I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this conversation. I can't wait to. I'll ask this. you a question. Jeff. Yeah, let's go. I love it. Did you already work out today? Oh, yeah. What was your workout? Oh, you're For a 3 sure. a.m. dude. So you're working out before what? Your first client's at five? Yeah, so I do that sometimes. But today was weird. So today I had um, I had a, an in-person coaching client. So what I've done, and you might find this interesting. So a lot of times I'll do the coaching sessions on Zoom, right? It's like they're yeah, okay, there, I'm okay. here. My new thing is different these days. (laughs) My new thing is this, like if you're local, you come to my studio and we go for an hour long walk together and we do a coaching session while we walk and talk. Okay. I'm telling you exponentially that has changed the game for my clients. I like that. The the answers are better. Their, their presence is better, right? The results have gotten better based on actually changing your physiology to change your psychology, right? We both probably agree on that. So my workout today was a simple, I haven't, so that, I don't count that as my cardio. I haven't done my cardio yet. I did a uh, chest and tri workout today. Okay. Just yeah. standard upper push stuff. Yeah. Standard push, just standard uh, Swiss. So I don't do any flat bench after, you know, playing football for a long time. My shoulders are a little jack. So I do like Swiss ball. Um, so I use the Swiss ball as my bench. And then just standard like cable, triceps, um, TRX, cool. like all different kind of versions. Cool. What about you? Have you trained today? Uh, I do not. I like to switch. So I was a, like a, I'm a big believer in putting in the time, like committing like six, if you've never done this, committing to the whole 5 a.m. thing, meaning get up, do what you got to like, have that structure in life. Like you've got to have that structure. I I was a 4.30 a.m. workout guy. I've, I've paid the dues. I've done all that stuff. But now I like to flip-flop and switch where I'm in currently I'm doing my at like late afternoon workouts, which is just what I like. So, um, today, so I am a huge believer in imam training every minute on the minute. That's what we did today at the studio. Absolutely. There you go. Boom. So my workouts, you know, I've done the two hour long training and all the, like the crazy stuff. I'm, I'm not, I don't have the time, nor do I want to spend the time at two hours in the gym any longer. I'm very lucky. I have my own gym in my house. Like I got all the cool stuff. I like to be in there, get in, get out. I got a pregnant wife. I got a German shepherd puppy. That's constantly causing problems. (laughs) So EMOM is the greatest thing ever for training because, um, it packs in all of the volume that I need to get for what my personal goals are, but it packs in my volume with my intensity. So I'm in and out. I've done, I have different focuses every day. And then I, I alternate I alternate light, medium, heavy, depending upon push, pull and legs. So upper push, upper pull and legs. I do all of them every day. So today oh, cool. is a, um, every single day. So today is a, uh, posterior like leg focus. So I know I'm going to be pulling a lot. Um, and it's a heavy day for legs. It's a light day for pull, like upper pulls, and it's a medium day for push. But in that workout, there will be some sort of air bike. I haven't looked at it yet, but it's some sort of air bike cardio. And then there will be a lot of heavy pull with yeah. some medium to light, uh, upper body kind of transition stuff. So I break it in. I'm very, I love that <laughs> about this discipline thing, man. I'm so specific with yeah. timing and everything. It just, that's just how I like to do it. So that's so, what we'll be doing today. I love that. I'm going to, here's what we did today. Here was the imam. So we did three different imams and in between mm-hmm. each imam we did, it's probably about maybe a 20, like a 20 yard sprint. So 20, yep. 20 down, 20 back. 
So first EMOM was every minute on the minute, we did 10 kettlebell swings followed by burpees. Did that for 10 minutes, then four sprints, then 10 kettlebell sumo squats followed by mountain climbers, then four sprints. Are you doing the mountain climbers and are you doing those two movements inside the same minute? Just yeah. So you do, so okay. you do 10 so kettlebell, 10 sets of each yeah. but in the same minute. So 10 so kettlebell you, swings immediately into 10 mountain climbers. No. So 10 kettlebell swings into burpees for the remaining amount of time. Oh, gross. Oh, yeah. Sucks. So every, so every <laughs> minute, so every minute is 10 kettlebell swings. And then as soon okay. as you finish those, then you go right into burpees. Oh so man, you, that's disgusting. If you, if you get I, 10 burpees or you get 20 <laughs> burpees, no, there's no rest time. And then you go oh. right into four sprints. Then we come back and do the same thing for kettlebell sumos right into a mountain climber. So if you knock those squats out quick, it's right into mountain climbers for the rest of the minute. And then oh, on, on the minute, there's yeah. no, there's no incentive to do the squats fast. No, they both suck. It's like, they're, yeah, it's oh. like, it's like, you know, pick your poison. You're either going to slow play. I mean, you're, you're, it sounds terrible, to be honest. It sounds way <laughs> terrible, sounds very but effective, very fine. effective. It sounds 100%. But I use the term terrible with regarding to workouts as a term of endearment. Me too. Meaning uh, uh, the same way. If it ain't painful, it ain't changing nothing. So I like to suffer a little bit. 100%. I was uh, one of our guys. So we have a, um, we, we, we work with, with a lot of athletes, specifically in the, the MMA space. I mean, we're talking about accelerated healing here and, and, and muscle cells and human performance. So we're huge in MMA, uh, specifically Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA space and, and stuff like CrossFit. We have a lot of athletes. One of the athletes was posted something yesterday or today, or, you know, they tag us and all this stuff. So yeah. I read it all. Um, and he was, something was said, he was quoting Jocko, which uh, if you guys don't know Jocko, Lonick, he's a Navy SEAL guy. He's written some cool yeah. books about dis- discipline. And, they and, know Jocko. You know, yeah. Okay, cool. So he has something. It's like when they always talk about embrace the suck, it's not about embracing the suck. It's about looking forward to the suck, like specifically choosing the suck because it's the suck that is giving you the differences. It's, it's what's moving the needle forward. It's not just embracing the suck. It's like, where do I find the suck? So that's always what's holding people back is it's self-sabotage. Yep. So, uh, if I can re- recommend a book to anybody, it's not actually <laughs> going to be one of those crazy Navy SEAL books. It's actually a book that's called "The Mountain Is You," and the reason why I recommend that book—it's a psychology book—and it's written. I don't remember what the woman's name is that wrote it, but it's all about human beings' innate psychology of sabotaging themselves. And it's on a very specific cycle of how your brain operates. And that's why people are always talking about getting through that 21 days or that 28 Mm -hmm. days, et cetera, because your body is on a very specific schedule when you start something new, whether that's quitting smoking, whether that's working out, whether that's nutrition, they always talk about you having to get through, you know, the first three weeks, the first four weeks as you're developing that habit, but everything in your human, in your human psychology will do, it doesn't even matter if it's a good habit, will do everything they possibly, your, your own self will do everything it possibly can to stop you, to sabotage your change, whether yeah. that's good or bad. So it's learning how to look for that suck. When that suck comes, you should be ready for it. You should want it. You should try and go seek that out because if you're within that comfort zone, you're not experiencing any change. You're not experiencing any growth. You're not, if you're building a business and you're not hitting, now I'm saying this with a grain of salt because if you're doing stuff terribly, you're going to always have obstacles. Right. But if you're not, you're, if you're not in an active growth pattern and you're not, and you're not experiencing obstacles, it's just super smooth. Well, you haven't even begun to tap your true potential and you're not no. growing because no. you're comfortable in this very simple space. Nothing is challenging you. So 
that was, uh, again, man, I appreciate you, you know, adhering to my rants in regards um, to the suck. Jocko always says good. Yeah. It's, it's awful. And it sounds like masochistic, but it is what it is, man. It's if you, if it doesn't suck at some point, like you, you're not moving the needle forward because change does not happen without some sort of, you know, physical or mental obstruction and change you have Mm -hmm. to overcome. You're going to love this. So a buddy of mine sent me this quote today and it's from the women's um, um, basketball coach at Duke university, Kara Lawson. He just said, dude, you're going to love this. This is perfect way to wrap this up. She said, it's not going to get any easier. It's actually going to get harder. So make yourself the person that handles hard. Well, hundred percent. If you don't embrace the suck and you don't, and you don't, or you don't actually look forward to it. You don't understand how to deal with it when it gets here. It's going to crush you. Absolutely. Dude, you're a rock star. I appreciate you, man. I hope everybody goes and tries this. I know I'm going to, and I'll, I'll give you my feedback, bro. I'll, I'll let you know what I think. I appreciate that, Jay. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. I'll see you soon. All right. Hey guys, before you go, Dustin was so awesome and amazing. And he gave us a 30% off discount code for all of the Thrive Forever Fit listeners. All you have to do is at checkout enter Thrive 30. That's T H R I V E 30. And you're going to get 30% off your order today. Guys, this product sounds absolutely rock star amazing. I am about to order mine right after I stop talking. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It means the absolute world to me. Go order Justin's product. Let's check it out. Let's get healthy. Let's get fit and let's live forever. All right, guys, have a beautiful day. I'll see you next time.